a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Next is now. Well, we know what's coming next. Uh, Utah's in the middle of an exceptional drought, record high temperatures for June, hundreds of fires, no rain. And while many of us would prefer uh, not to see our our lawns turn brown and yellow, uh, we are being asked to conserve water any and every way that we can. And uh, we're always trying to stay in tune with the Twitterverse. And uh, Kelly Pierce does a great job of keeping us into the uh, all things interweb. But uh, today we were uh, struck by something that had caught fire. (laughs) That was not an actual wildfire on the Internet today. And it was Utah State Representative Tim Hawks Uh, got a lot of attention on Twitter today for uh, a uh, photo he posted uh, with a sign about his lawn. And uh, he joins us now to explain. Representative Hawks, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks, Boyd. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. Give us the uh, give us the background of your tweet today, and uh, what we should all be thinking about uh, in a serious way when it comes to the drought. Well, we are encouraging people to, uh, for lack of a better word, embrace the brown. Uh, that's a photo of my son on our front lawn. We have some brown patches starting to show, and uh, we want people to take pride in having brown spots on their lawn, which is. Uh, opposite of what we normally think, but it's an important thing to do right now in this exceptional drought that we're facing. Yeah, and it is uh, this, uh, but this idea, I, I like the uh, hashtag you came up with. Uh, I wonder if that was you or your son that came up with the hashtag drought proud. <laughs> so this is actually comes from a conversation with uh, my wife. We're, we were going on a, on a walk at night and you can see so many people watering the sidewalks and uh, water going down the drain and just being wasted. And she says, you know, you really got to do something like the ice bucket challenge, do something to mm. promote awareness on social media. And we, we said, Hey, let's, let's be proud. Let's be drought proud so that people, instead of being embarrassed about the brown spots, uh, say, Hey, look, I'm doing my part. Yeah. That's uh we all need to make sure we are doing our parts. As you look at it from uh, your perch uh, as a representative up on Utah's uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, what is it that you and your colleagues in the legislature are are most concerned about, or what are you thinking about most in terms of one? Are, are enough people engaged and and going after this? Uh, what are some of the long term impacts you're worried about? Yeah, I don't think people are engaged enough. I think we take for granted snowpack, and we've had two back to back years of poor snowpack. I think people take for granted our great, really remarkable system of of pipes and dams and things that store that snowpack and then deliver it to us when we need it. Um, but it but it, it won't last forever. Uh, we're lucky because a couple of years back we had a good water year and that filled up our reservoirs. But 
you know, I'm hearing even in response to the post on on Twitter that HOAs, for example, are cracking down on their members and saying, hey, your lawn's turning brown, we're going to fine you. And, and so we just got to get to a different uh, institutional mindset when it comes to conservation. We are the second driest state in the nation. Uh, I spent many years in the east in Maryland, and then the summer gets hot and dry. Your, your, dry, your grass goes brown, and everybody just expects it. We've come to expect here in Utah that we have these lush green lawns that look nothing like the desert we live in. Uh, and, and, and we just need a different mindset so that, so that it's kind of a shared sacrifice. I'm not really worried about the lawns that people use. It, it's the lawn that people don't use. Mm. Uh, you know, we have huge schools uh, with with green grass or watering like crazy, and kids aren't even there this summer. And and much of our lawn, you know, we use little pieces of it, and that's great. But there are big swaths of it that we don't use. It just sits there, and we waste a lot of water trying to keep it green. So uh, that's one thing. If we're in a good water cycle, we are not in a uh, a good water cycle. As you said, this is really, and this is the other thing that I think the public just doesn't grasp, this is unprecedented. Yeah. It hasn't been seen in my lifetime, really since they started taking record. We haven't seen soils this dry, temperatures this hot, uh, and, and, and this dramatic um, reduction in moisture over time. So it's, it's a really big deal, and we need people to take it seriously and then to act. And personally, I think this is the biggest single thing we could do. Taking a short shower is great, but the amount of water that you'll save just by watering as the guidance suggests, only two times a week for 20 minutes max, you know, that's going to save a ton of water, 10,000, thousands, tens of thousands of gallons just in a single residence. And if you multiply that over all the users, it's a lot of water that could really save our bacon down the road. Yeah, and I think I, I love the fact that you've pointed out, uh, Representative Hawks, that uh, a lot of these are just some common sense things if our if our school districts can kind of reevaluate, okay, do we really need to pump all that water out there when we don't have kids in school uh, until fall anyway? Are there things we can do at, at our own homes in terms of uh, just watering twice a week for no more than 20 minutes? Uh, those kinds of things at a common sense level uh, really prevent us from having to deal with things at the, the higher level in terms of doing something uh, by policy or by legislation. Agree 100%. This is simple common sense stuff. This is not the Great Depression. This is not World War II. Um, but but this, is, this is obvious stuff that we can do. And as you said, it really forestalls um, things that are more onerous or top-down and forcing people to do this or that. Um, but a lot of us just need to recognize this is a shared challenge and the solution. Um, we all need to be a part of it. And that there's just some really easy things that we can do that don't fundamentally um, you know, make our life difficult or hard. Um, and we all, we ought to all just do those. Let's do those little things first. And, and we may to need, need to get more serious about it later just because we may not have the luxury of doing anything else, but everything we can, can do today just makes uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, a little bit better. And those, those uh, obstacles a little less yeah, uh, profound. We, that's right. We can do it by uh, choice now, or we can do it by mandate later. <laughs> that's sort of the uh, the the back end of that. If we're not uh, being responsible and each doing our part, uh, and Utah has a great history of doing that, making those sacrifices and uh, moving those things forward. Representative Tim Hawks, appreciate your work up on Utah's Capitol Hill, uh, representing uh, that lovely northern Utah district, uh, Centerville, Farmington, a little bit of Kaysville and West Bountiful. I know are in your space as well, but uh, we appreciate you joining us today. And thanks for helping us have some awareness and also have a little bit of fun uh, as we try to work our way through these temperatures and drought. 
You bet. Thanks, boy. It's great to be with you. All right. Again, that's uh, Representative Tim Hawks joining us. And uh, if you missed it, uh, go check it out on uh, Twitter. It's the hashtag drought proud. Hashtag drought proud. And uh, just a, a good way to look at it and a good opportunity for us to all slow down just a little bit uh, and think through what's my responsibility in all of this? What can I do? Uh, the last thing we want is a lot of top-down mandates, as Representative Hawks said. Uh, we don't we don't want the legislature having to do uh, a lot of things just to get us through. There's much that each of us can do, and a lot of our businesses, uh, our schools and school districts, uh, there's some real common-sense things, I think, that can be done that can help us get through and navigate uh, this weather, this drought, these temperatures, the fire situation. Uh, we can get through this. We know how to do this in the state of Utah, so let's each do our part. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to continue our focus on the national debt and the fiscal cliff that's coming. Don't be afraid. We can figure this out. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.